Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Development Podcast, the podcast open to everyone, especially a uh, a Mr. Watto. My <gasps> name is Luke. I'm your host of the Development Podcast, and with me, as always, is Mr. Andy. Say hello, Mr. Andy. Hello, Mr. Andy and Luke. I've seen him on the TV, the movie show. They say the times are changing, but I just don't know. Man, we got so much to cover. We got two nights at best, the Super Juniors, the semifinals, the finals. We got Ian's ROH review. We got listener emails. We got our annual dramatic reading. And this year it is Shake the Soul all today and more on this episode of the Never Open Podcast. That's right, Mr. Andy. And if you want to contact us, you can. We're on the Tweety. I'm at 22EB. Mr. Guy is at Drews for Tweets. Collectively, we are at never open pod and if you want to send us a written or voice email you can do that never open pod at gmail.com and if you want to look oh no and if you have any extra money ah and you want to look never as fuck we have a teespring store our merch rules get some yeah you should do that um luke before we mm-hmm. get started there was a show on last night uh it was ae dubs and they uh, had a, a wrestling show. And I just I had a question that I hopefully you can answer for me. Because I heard a rumor that I didn't watch that show, of course, because I don't do that. And um, I heard that Jay White was in a battle royal on AEW. Is that right? Yes. Yes, he was. Uh, okay. He was on the opening. It was It was on the actual card, though. So it was not like it was a pre-show or anything like that. Okay. But it was a battle royal for the Orange Cassidy's international title. He's oh. in it too, by the way. And uh, he went, he won. He eliminated Swerve at the end. Mm. But, and like a lot of battle royals, there's all sorts of stories and stuff going on in there. And one of the stories that won't fucking end is the still going story between Ricky Starks and Jay White. Dude, Here's another, like, I'm annoyed about the Jay White thing just being in a normal battle royal. Why'd, why'd you sign him when you're not doing shit with it? And yeah. I, they, they could easily say, oh, but they're with, he's with Ricky Starks. It'll be fine. I'm like, dude, the last pay-per-view, Ricky Starks beat Chris Jericho and now he's in the opening job of battle royal. Like, yeah. AEW, you don't have, you, your job isn't just to get people over. you got to keep them over. <laughs> good call oh man yeah i mean we were just talking about how you know the former jonah is also relegated to battle royal status in wwe and i defended him i just feel like jay white's a little different and i know they're both tremendous wrestlers but jay white is a multi-time iwgp heavyweight title holder he's beaten okada several times i mean it's a little different. I know Jonas beat Okada once, but he never won the title, and he wasn't a New Japan's top guy there for a long time. He has at main event at Wrestle Kingdom several times. It's just kind of like 
really pissed me off. What are you doing? Yes. What is going on? Like this is guy that's and that's and I hate I, I'm not gonna say I told you so because that's too painful for both of us, Luke. But I I just I don't think he's gonna work on TV like they think he is, and I think that he has to be presented in a special way, and maybe that you know, is just me being a mark or something like that. But I just feel like that having him in some battle Royal isn't the way to do it. And that's frustrating for me. I don't like it. No, I don't like it either. Especially since it took me a while to realize, wait a minute. No, wait, no, it is. I mean, I wasn't surprised juice was there, but like, what the fuck is Joe white doing there? Dude. That was the opening match of the show. I wasn't impressed. I wasn't impressed by the second match of the show or the third match in the show, especially when the third match of the show is a 20-minute tag team title match with Jeff fucking Jarrett in it. <laughs> he loses. What? But fucking hell. So it's it's not my favorite. Like, I'd say out of all the pay-per-views they've had, and they've had some pay-per-views with some mediocre builds that have turned out to be, like, fucking awesome. But uh, this is the first pay-per-view, I've, I think, that's had a, a mediocre build and uh, ended up being a bit of a mediocre show. I do uh, want to point out, though, Chris Statlander coming back and being the first person to defeat Jade Cargill was kind of nice. Uh, the four pillars, Madge, MJF, Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, Jungle Boy, Jack Perry was awesome. And Blackpool Combat Club versus The Elite was a great main event and I really liked it. And the, the finish is awesome. Mr. Andy, uh, fucking wheelie, Uta pins, uh, Kenny Omega okay. and, uh, and, uh, Takeshita, uh, joins the, uh, the BCC. So I like that. That was pretty cool. So, but on the whole, oh, uh, see, I was looking forward to Tony Storm versus Jamie Hayter too. Their first match was gnarly. Well, looks like Jamie's, Hater's got like a shoulder fuck up because the match was three minutes long and Tony Storm's now the champion. I'm like, oh, <sighs> huh? yeah. So sorry, sorry, you know. But at the same time, I don't know. This is why I don't watch this shit. You know. At, this, at, at the same time, I'm watching this. I'm thinking to myself, dude, I watched a match. I watched a show last night that was just included in my normal subscription to New Japan, and I had ten times more fucking fun watching it. That's for sure. <laughs> well, one of these shows we're going to talk about was free, I think. I think the first one was free. Yeah. So, but, uh, Luke, there is some news, though, we got to get to. And I think at the very top of my list of news is a match that has been announced for all Japan on the date that it says that it's on. And it is. It's like a six-man tag featuring a team that has Oscar Lube and Andre the Dickhead, a.k.a. Super Tall Dude, a.k.a. Ren Abe in it from Just Tap Out. So that's fucking cool, and what a great matchup. I mean, it's like a match made in heaven. I love it. It makes me so happy. What the fuck is Oscar Lube doing in... in, Who cares? He can go wherever he wants. Bunch of New Japan guys uh, on that card. Uh, Minoru Suzuki, a few other people. It's, you know, obviously the champ is uh, from New Japan too. So, the, like I said, they're doing some kind of weird invasion angle. It's not really an invasion angle. Right. But it is. I don't know. So, it's confusing. I, I, okay. I'd probably know more if I watched it, but I'm not going to do that. Well, 
Uh, I'd love uh, for Rene Abe to get signed somewhere. And like, I know he's in Just Tap Out, but come on. I'd love to see him on yeah. a bigger stage. It'd be awesome. He's really cool. Yeah. And he looked Just like a tall, out. skinny young lion like Oscar Lube when we first saw it's him. Good. And you see his hair in this photo. He's just like, I'm ready to go. I'm like, all right. Okay. I've, I follow his every move on Twitter. So don't worry. You know, I'll, I'll keep you updated on a uh, super tall dude. But uh, yes. I feel like I don't need to follow him at all because I feel like uh, with you being uh, Andre the Dickhead's official biographer, I don't need to. You just <laughs> tell me everything I need to know. <laughs> that book is going to suck. It's like he was in all Japan. He tacked with Oscar Lou. Remember that time he wrestled Suzuki? That's awesome. <laughs> so, oh, oh man, is that how your book's going to start? Remember that time he wrestled Suzuki? <laughs> yes, that's that's that how all books should start. So, uh, you know, but uh, also Luke, uh, another piece of news that's interesting, just because it's weird, is that okay? I don't want to put these guys over, so I just I'm not doing that. But I'm just mentioning them. GCW is like the top indie in the United States. It sure is an indie, uh, and they have all these, like, you know, they have all kinds of signed talent that works there, which frustrates me, uh, and other stuff I know about that frustrates me. But point is, is that they are having this thing called Tournament of Survival that they have every year, and I think it's a deathmatch tournament, but I don't know enough to pay attention or care enough to pay attention to know about it. But um, Desperado has been tapped to be in that tournament, and that's just interesting to me. I think yes, people... People in the United States probably don't realize that he's like extremely violent. They may not know much about him as far as that end. Cause I saw people tweeting like, Whoa, what's he doing in that tournament? I'm like, um, are you serious? Cause he will kill you. That's why. So. <laughs> You're talking about a dude that broke his jaw in a death match. And Doki had to replace him in the best of super juniors that year. <laughs> the reason we have Doki, everybody, the reason, yeah, he is. He's good buddy. With every shot here. <laughs> The reason we have Doki and the Doki train is going at the steam and the way it is going is because Deathmatch Despy got his jaw broken. <laughs> they needed a last second replacement. Shit. So, yeah, you know, Despy's a badass, everyone. How do people not know that? How's this motherfucker going to do another tournament? He's covered in bruises. <laughs> That's part of me was this <laughs> huge part of me, and I'll talk about this, is disappointed that he didn't make it in the finals. Another part of me is just like, I'm glad he doesn't have an extra match. That guy needs to fucking lay down and rest and maybe have a, <laughs> have a bath or something or something, you know, just to relax. I don't know. Just get, He's got to chill. Jesus. He tried to have a, a, an impromptu another match after we'll talk about it. I can't stop wrestling. But, no, uh, Luke, <laughs> you had some information you wanted to share as well. Is that correct? Uh, uh yes so uh i just saw it on a random tweety and uh, which meant must message andy straight away it doesn't matter what time of day it is so uh i don't know how often you and i get dings when we're asleep it happens but uh right. at, no i don't hear me at uh, dominion they're going to announce all the entrants for the g1 climax this year so uh, that's going to be cool i mean like yeah. that show's already stacked and uh and all that so uh yeah all right, so look forward to our Bracketology episode where we break all that down. Actually, I take that back. We're going to do a G1 Predictions Bracketology episode where we predict the bracket and who's going to be in it. Oh, wow. Look, How much if it was Master Watto's year this year, it's got to be fucking like it's Great Khan, right? <laughs> yes. 
Oh, they also uh, debuted when there were no fans. So come on. There, somebody uh, in AEW kind of like called out Great Khan and said uh, maybe it was MJF. <clears throat> I think it was MJF. He was like everybody in New Japan sucks except Great Khan because someone asked him in the you know idiotic media scrum that they have to do yeah. after every show, which is really dumb. Um, but they do that, and somebody asked him if he would uh, want a shot at the or who could get the title shot at Forbidden Door, and he was like nobody. Great Khan's pretty cool, so that's uh, notable and interesting, I guess, or something. MJF has uh, has, has good taste there. Hey, I, I I want I don't know how they could ever do it. I don't care, but I remember an episode of Dynamite where like Jericho and MJF and the boys they're having a party in Vegas and stuff like that, and it's all you know pre-recorded like little vignettes. We need one of Great Khan and MJF. And uh, maybe put a little warning on it because there's going to be some <laughs> wild shit in it. And it's yeah, going to be like MJF going like, I'm going to party with Great Khan. And then it's going to turn into him being like, yeah, I can't handle that. This yeah. guy's a fucking wild man. This is Great Khan. Great Khan's still going. You know, sun's coming up. He's not. He's just getting started. You know, that's how he goes. So uh, that's fantastic. But uh all right. Well, Luke, what do you think? Do you want to uh, get into this first show here? Because I, I, I have some, you know, very interesting information about built this building. And then for the next show, we have one star Google reviews of the building, which are fantastic. So you can't wait for those. Those are awesome. So. All right. Well, before we get to those one star reviews, everyone's looking forward to that now. That's uh, more stars that we're going to give any of the matches on these two shows, by the way. But uh, Hey, uh, <laughs> this is the best of the Super Juniors at night 11. It's the semifinals. We're in Tokyo, Yoyogi Second Gymnasium. That's right. It's actually the Yoyogi National Gymnasium. Oh, know? so Oh, this is official. It's officially the National Stadium. Um, and uh, it's an indoor arena located at Yoyogi Park in uh, Shibuya, uh, Tokyo, Japan, which is famous for its suspension bridge roof design or suspension roof design. It's kind of, I'm a bridge enthusiast. Can you tell? But he uh, it's like those <laughs> deals where it's one of these like really cool roof designs. And we've seen that with Big Pallet and maybe one other place, too. So it's pretty cool. The interior of this. Uh, uh, this is the second gymnasium, too, of course, the, not the first one. But uh, it was designed by uh, Kenzo Tanjay and built between 1961 and 1964 loop to house swimming and diving events for the 1964 Summer Olympics. Unbelievable. The arena holds 13,291 people. That's not where this show is at. So mm -mm. <laughs> it's now primarily used for ice hockey uh, some sport called futsal, F-U-T-S-A-L, and I know. basketball. Uh, futsal, yeah. uh, I, I'm, I'm assuming it's the same as the futsal in Australia. Uh, in Australia, or at least down here in Victoria, futsal is indoor soccer. That's what it is, yes. Wow, okay. Well, you know what we yeah. call it? We call it indoor soccer here. Yeah. yeah, we call it indoor soccer as well, but like the, I don't know, the governing, oh, I never the they're called futsal like fifa is okay. for soccer or something fair enough i gotcha okay yeah i don't well, know i i used to play in the soccer oh okay you gonna kick it oh yeah kick it to me and if you want it to be on the other end of the field kick it to me <laughs> luke this show has kevin kelly and chris charlton uh you know reunited again 
for commentary live and Kevin fake edits himself. This sounds like the beginning of our show sometimes. It was great. Well, he was like, <laughs> so great. He's like, hold on, I'm going to try that again. And then he pretended like it was edited out or something. <laughs> so, I like that. It was nice. That was really funny. So, so here we go. We have Gato and Mr. 100. That is Clark 100 proof. Sorry, Clark Connors versus uh, Robbie Eagles and Kosai Fujita. And <clears throat> all right. So I like these two shows, but uh, I will have criticisms, but uh, they're, they're mainly around T10, uh, even though he's really <laughs> good in the two matches that he has. I, I really like them, uh, except for maybe one spot. But anyway, Clark sends Robbie into the ring post after spearing Vegeta, so he's not fucking around. He doesn't care if it's a rando tag or a tournament match. He's a killer, you see. And uh, he sends him bowling into chairs. I don't know where bowling, the, the term came up, but I like it, and it's staying. I'm keeping it. Uh, and he goes, fuck Robbie Eagles. I was like, whoa, how dare you? Gato's like, I don't know how most juniors are like, hey, uh, I see you've got uh, hmm, legs. And then the second most most common is, hey, I see you've got arms. Well, Gato's like, hey, Vegeta, I see you have eyes. <laughs> so Gato doing Gato shit. <laughs> That's great. And the thing is, Gato and... Uh, Clark, they're wailing on Vegeta because uh, <laughs> Robbie Eagles is still crawling to the ring. So they're doing interesting, fun little story things when they don't even need to for an opening tag match. And I'm like, man, this has got to be like the Robbie effect of the back here. It's like, hey, let's make this fun. Also, I'm fucked. So can you just throw me into the chairs and I'll crawl into the ring and let Vegeta do the work it takes? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Vegeta gets the chop and wrist like Gato, but uh, there's a deadlift German and spear by Vegeta. I was like, fuck yeah, man. Robbie does some kicks and a plancha, and that's it. And Vegeta, who never tagged out, O'Connor rolls and pins Gato. So not only did Kosai Vegeta effectively get, like, one of his first major wins that's not Young Lion related, he got it on Gato, and he didn't have to tag Robbie Eagles he did it by himself, all by myself, with the assistance of uh, a couple of kicks and a plancher by Robbie Eagles. <laughs> Gato is usually known now as Bloody Hands Gato, but in this match, he was Bloody Mouth Gato. He got stiffed or something. <laughs> he was bleeding from the mouth, and I was like, yeah, that's great. So hopefully that, assuming that was Fujita that did that, and good for him. Yeah. So that was fun. Yeah, Robbie never tagged in. Um, that's pretty funny. I always love a match where a guy doesn't tag in because sometimes you don't notice it until you think about it. And you go, oh, you're right. You never tagged in. <laughs> There's something else about tags that either happens on – nope, it's just, it happens in the third match, and I get to cover it. Oh, cool. I'll talk about yeah. it then. So this next match, Luke, uh, is the debut of Chris Charlton um, with his new Great Ocon theme lyrics. Not nearly as good as the Just Five Guys gimmick, uh, you know, but it's still pretty funny. He's, he's get he's getting close. He's like he's low. He's got his uh, life preserver on. He's getting the skis on. The sharks in the tank. He's getting ready to jump it. And the next time he does it, it will be a jump. But uh, Luke, he this is, is the Great Ocon. <laughs> The, yeah, did you write down some of those? Because I did not. Nah. 
Okay. So there was like, it's like normal. It's like, he's greater Khan. He sure is a guy. He's the champ of the British. And he's like, he has two women on his arms or something like that. And then it gets kind of funny from there, but it's a little much, but anyway, next uh, match is a tag match. It is Aaron Hanare and great Khan who want those titles versus Hanma and Toriano. And there's all kinds of heavyweight shit from Hanma and Hanare and great Khan. And Yano, they resume their issues. They've had many issues in the past, which is always a treat. I enjoyed that. We get a double Kokeshi. Yano and Hanman hit a Kokeshi at the same time. It was awesome. Or they lined up both guys and Hanma hit two Kokeshis. I don't know which one it was, but it was one of those. So there's a double team on Hanma. Great Okan pins Hanma. It's good to see all these folks. I was, I was happy to see them. Yeah. Yeah, me too. And, uh, all right. I remember before the best of the Super Juniors, we, I was just like, wow, that was an emphatic pin on one of the Catch 2 2 guys. I guess that fucking story is over. Cut to the end of uh, the tournament and Catch 2 2 with uh, Dan Maloney uh, versus Ryusuke Taguchi, Kevin Knight, and Kushida. I'm like, oh. So everyone beat, well, some people beat Kevin Knight, but everyone beat Kushida. And probably has a title shot, but okay, we, we, I want the catch two two match again anyway because they should never have lost those damn titles. There's one part of early on in this match which distracts me for so much time that I'm just like, wait, did that happen? Did I see this? Do you hear about this? So there's a point where Kevin Knight's in the ring, and whilst he's in the ring doing a double team move on, uh, uh, it might be TJP, I can't remember. Whilst Kevin Knight is in the ring, he tags Kushida, who's also in the ring, and then exits the ring, and the ref allows this as a tag. <laughs> it's that young ref. He said he don't want yeah. heat with Kushida. He saw he saw when he put the Sakuraba gear on what he could do. Kushida just looked at him with a look that said, it's been a long tournament. Get the fuck out of our way. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kevin Knight, I love you. Your tournament's been awesome. Uh, but that is a little nitpick, and I will make fun of you for it just now, like this. So, yes, apart from that, this match is awesome, and everyone gets a really cool chance to shine. I enjoyed uh, Kushida doing, like, double arm, uh, doing arm submissions on both Catch 2-2 guys. Uh, I'm into this because I'm like, oh, they're going to resume hostilities. There's going to be another tag team junior title match between these two teams, especially since I don't think they should have taken them off Catch 2-2 in the first place especially since their stories coming out of the best of Super Juniors, to me, are better than Kevin Knights and Gashidas as well, who just... Kevin Knights teaming up with it. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Very, There's a double... Very whiny about this. You don't <laughs> like those guys. Why? What'd they do to you? Why does Gashidas have eat with you now? Like, why can't he have a title? You're so mad about it. He doesn't need a title. Get out of here. But uh, he should be going for never titles or heavies or stuff. It feels weird to see him back in the same old spot he was always in, but doesn't it? It's just like, I left here to try something new, and I'm coming back to do the old stuff, yeah. except lose more. That's all, right, all he double... can do here. Yeah, yeah, that's all he can do. So Double fireball move by uh, both catch two two guys, and uh, Akira pins Taguchi. So uh, post-match, uh, Kevin tries talking shit. <laughs> so Dan Maloney just <laughs> takes their titles and hands it to his boys. And I'm just like, yes, please. That might as well be an official challenge. So, yeah, I am a little yeah, whiny. Well, oh, I'm sorry. That's all right. 
That's what we do. We're here to whine just a little bit, you know, and to tell you the stuff that happens. So there's a couple things, notable things about this match. Uh, one thing is if you do go back in the anals of our podcast, you'll listen, <laughs> you will hear Luke say, what the heck? Why they take those titles off? And I'll say, oh, yeah, well, maybe they'll beat them in the in the best of Super Juniors and earn a rematch, you know, so because that's what this is, you know, it's a good it's not, you know, a creative story, but it is a story. So here we are. Um, but also. Kevin Kelly mentions on commentary something very interesting, and he says it like, I'm not supposed to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway, and I'm glad he did, is that Dan Maloney, I guess, suffered a separated shoulder very early in the tournament, which, like like a shoot one, I guess, is what he's saying. So uh, that's, you know, that makes sense now that it took him a little while to kind of, like, settle in because he was probably in massive pain and probably terrified that if he hits – his shoulder yeah. wrong. I mean, that's a, that's 12 months, man. Your shoulder's fucked up. That's 12 months. You got to get surgery. So that's that's one of the most that and knees are the most terrifying kind of like, you know, joints for for uh, wrestlers. So I, I get that. Also, another Dan Maloney note is that he absolutely destroyed Kushida with the gore on the outside to lead to the pin. That was fucking awesome, man. That looks so great. Um, so I'm pretty I'm pretty sure this was the first time Kevin mentioned that um, Dan Maloney had some form of ouchie, wasn't it? Yeah. So I thought that because I'm watching the show thinking, like, why didn't they mention that, like, five episodes ago? Because here I am on this very podcast going, Maloney sucks, man. What is he show or something? What the fuck's going on with this guy? And you're like, this motherfucker only has five moves. What, what's going on here? <laughs> So anyone going back to this, our previous episodes, or her who heard our previous episodes, just like, man, they're harsh with this Maloney guy. What a, what a bunch of fucking assholes. Well, oh, yeah, have to, yeah. You have to we didn't realize he was say. fucked. You can't but listen it, to three words we say. You have to listen to several podcasts to understand because we change our opinion. And we talked about that. And we said, yeah. wow, you know, he finally showed us something. And we said a lot of great things about Dan Maloney. So That's fuck right. past us. You know yeah. what I mean? They, they don't even exist anymore. No, they do I mean, not. Ex- except on podcasts. That's very Zen of you. Very. All right. So. Oh, yeah. I just did a match. It's, it's your turn. Yeah, you did. So the next match is an eight-man tag. It's House I'm of take Torture. take on it anyway. Oh, this is my favorite match ever. So, and yours too. It's an eight-man tag. It's House of Torture versus The Fisherman and Leo Rush and Yo. So uh, Chaos do Chaos things and House of Torture also do House of Torture things. There's a war drums and Kevin Kelly mentions great drummers like Buddy Rich. Good call. Neil Peart. Great call. Eddie Van Halen. Wait a second. It's Alex Van Halen, Kevin. And uh, respect for shouting out uh, Buddy Rich. And also Kevin Kelly mentions me on uh, commentary for correcting him. So thanks for that. Uh, Chaos wins, all right? So they're like, yeah, we won. And, you know, standing there. And Hanare and Great Khan just fucking run in and they attack after the match. They want into this triple threat because Aussie Open can't be in it. Great. That is perfect. That's absolutely perfect. I love it. So they're in there. They just got over on the on Chaos, on the Fisherman, and a Canamar Gambit on United Empire from House of Torture, and they beat up Chaos even more, and Evil says this ain't happening. Now, I have a question that I really want to ask Hanare, and it just seems like it's just right up his alley. So he takes a pretty vicious low blow from, I think, Yujiro, and I just want to know, how does how do low blows affect your T-cells? Dude, don't piss off Hanare again, man. Like, 
don't 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 do that. I wonder but, uh, if I asked him that once before, and that's why he blocked me. Because he blocked me. So. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. It's, I deserved it. I'm sure. So I'm watching this match, and I'm like, I'm not taking notes of this. And and I'm thinking, fuck me, this is this tag match for the titles. I'm just like, this is this is some bullshit. And then Great O'Connor and Hanari swoop in to fucking cheer me up and be like, hey, hey, we're still going to make this a triple threat. I'm just like, Hanari, Great O'Connor? Fuck yeah. So I really like that addition to the match because I, I thought it was going to go from a triple threat to uh, just a standard tag match. And I was just like, nah, I've seen enough House of Torture Bishop in my matches. Come on, man. Yeah. So- well... In the post-match comments, Evil went back to his kind of like, fuck you, United Empire, stealing our shit. And he was like, hey, you know, post-match beatdowns and, st- you know, stealing titles, that's our stuff. You know, like, <laughs> I love that. That's so great. I'm a dastardly heel and only I may do dick dastardly heel stuff. Get out of here. <laughs> so funny, man. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, too. All right, so next match we have Shooter Umino. Awesome. Oscar Lueb. And Bolton Oleg versus Hiroshi Tanahashi, Tomohiro Ishii, and Kusuchika Okada. Wow. And it's like, all right, we're going to see douchebag Okada. Also, uh, you know that meme with the office of, like, they're the same photo or something like that? This is Okada is looking at his opponents being like, young lion, young lion, yeah, young lion. Because these three ain't shit. Fucking love this Okada. And of course, uh, Okada and Shooter to start off with, uh, start the match. Okada and uh, Shooter do some great wrestling. Then uh, Okada just like, just shoves him down into the mat like an arsehole. And I like that. Uh, Tanahashi disapproves of uh, Shooter's Moxley connection, apparently. And uh, I'm sure Shooter gives a flying shit about that, Tanahashi. Uh, (laughs) Yushi and Oleg have a section that's fun to watch, but probably wasn't so fun for Ishii. Because Ishii, rather than doing duck, 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 he's pretty much, he's like duck, grab Oleg's shoulders, turn him, duck, grab Oleg, turn him. Uh, when Oleg does the striking parts, he's pretty good. But uh, yeah, he's the young line. There's a ways to go. It's fine. But this, but uh, Oscar, this, it, I think the reason I bring it up is because in the commentary they're like, "Oh, leg, oh leg, oh leg, here's the future, here's the future," and I'm just like, oh, "Okay, really?" Then I watch um, Oscar Webb and Ishii wrestle, and I'm like, oh, "I think this tall dude's the future. Like this guy's already kind of good." And I'll, maybe I'm just, yeah. Maybe Oscar's like, got uh, like Oscar. six more months in or longer, I think. Yeah, true. You know, so he's been around a lot longer. Yeah, so he's yeah but uh, doesn't Bolt and Oleg have all this combat fighting experience or whatever? Every time I, I mean, see someone that goes from someone, some other thing to wrestling, I automatically my brain goes to, hmm, are they as good as Kurt Angle? I don't know, maybe. No, no one is. No, that's not no one. <laughs> that's the thing. That's like, yeah. Luke, why do you think that, you idiot? Are they as good as Kurt Angle? Who was? Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, Brock Lesnar, that's the only like possible <laughs> comparison. And he had yeah, a lot of, uh, right. he was kind of like, uh, you know, athletic freak, and that kind of helped him quite a bit. Well, so. this might be a hot take, but uh, I always like Kurt Angle more than uh, Brock Lesnar. So there is that. I like them both. And I like them both too, but 
They both um, held the IWGP title, by the way. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So uh, I did like Oscar and uh, Ishii a little more. Shooter decides uh, shitty kicks on Okada is a, is a really good, fun <laughs> idea. And he gets a drop kick for his troubles. <laughs> Uh, Shooter takes a Carter bowling, so uh, that's another way to get uh, a Carter pissed off at you. Ishii gets three on one, so uh, whoa! But uh, it's all, all, always fun seeing uh, Ishii getting uh, triple team because uh, you get to see his dodging uh, uh, fuck up kind of shenanigans. I like that. Ishii Germans uh, Oscar and Okada sends Shooter bowling as well with some extra stanker thing because uh, he's got his pissed off face on. There's a major brab. On Oscar by Ishii, which looks even major and more gnarly, considering Oscar is like 12 feet to Ishii's, well, my height of two foot three. And uh, he has to tap out. Uh, and uh, you can tell, like, Shooter, he just wants one thing. Yeah, sure, uh, Okada's got titles and things like that. But uh, Shooter just wants Okada. He, that's all he wants. Oh, and uh, there's a part in this match earlier on where... Uh, Tanahashi's in, and he goes to tag Ishii. Ishii looks at him, looks down at his hand, and he's like, yeah, right, tag. He tags him in, and they work together, and the crowd goes, oh, like that. <laughs> great. Ishii's so, got a way, deep scowl on his face the whole time, though. <laughs> he does, but he always does. But the, oh, yeah. this crowd is very good. The next night is, like, one of the most insane crowds ever. We'll talk about it. But this crowd was pretty great, too. They they were They were great. This match was a lot of fun. I mean, what a great opportunity for the Young Lions. Bolton Absolutely. Oleg is greener than goose shit. And, uh, you know, man, Ishii, like you were saying, Ishii just was really having problems moving him around. You know, because, like, Bolton, it's not that he wasn't going with Ishii. He just wasn't doing it quick enough. You know, and it just looked terrible. And I felt bad for both of them. So. But, uh, man, that match was awesome. Now, after this match, like in between this and the next match, we had something pretty crazy happen, Luke. And it was, I don't know if the, the timing was intentional like this, but it was really funny. Is that, okay, so we've had this whole gimmick where commentary has an onion at commentary, and we don't know why, right? So Kevin Kelly's like, so, you know, everyone's been wondering about the onion. And uh, I want to tell everybody why. And then like LIJ's theme hits, and he just never goes back to it. <laughs> <laughs> the timing was really funny. That made me laugh. So next, Luke, it's an eight-man tag match. It's LIJ versus just five guys. And uh, it's this is really fun stuff. There's a massive Naito chant to start, man. Holy shit. And commentary mentions, and I'm reminded that we have not seen Yoda Suji at all since he attacked the champ sonata so i'm expecting to see him tonight or on the next night more likely we'll see if we no. do oh okay so i guess not but uh, lij they use the kanemaru gambit on kanemaru and his friends fuck off i know you can't do that doki versus hiromu starts the match it's great but lij are dicks and they team up on him and shingo gets in to beat up doki and he, they put, like, Naito puts Doki in the Cravada Doom and, like, walks him around the ring. Fucking prick. Then he spits at Taichi, who is, who is on the, like, on the apron. And I'm pretty sure we have Ref Chumpy, you know, of course, in this match because it's an important one. And I'm pretty sure he gets spit on. <laughs> it's disgusting. Naito, you're a prick. Yeah. 
axe bombers all around when Taichi finally tags in. And Kanemaru is in versus Naito for a little fuck your leg, which is pretty funny. And Naito responds with some fuck your leg of his own because he, he knows that game very well. <laughs> so Bushi's in to do uh, to continue with some fuck your leg. But Kanemaru comes back to tag in the champ, L.I.J., have uh, they have to save Bushi after Sonata hits a giant swing on him in the uh, you know in the the, <laughs> the lock thingy? So um, it's going. And then Bushi he hits a dive on Hiromu, and while and then or somebody hits a dive on Hiromu. I don't know who it is, but then um, that's Doki. It says Loki in my uh, notes, and I was like, who could that be? I am stupid. <laughs> So it's Doki. And then, uh, but Bushi has to tap to the <laughs> skull. And really, the timing on the ending was almost as bad as my timing trying to figure out whose name that was. The timing was real bad because they, they like, Sonata has Doki or uh, has Bushi in the, in the, the skull end, and you think he should tap right there. But no, they kind of scoot over in the ring so Doki can do his dive and he's like, oh shit, I gotta do my dive. Let me hit the ropes. Let me go hit the dive. And then boom, he taps out right after that, almost like, Something went wrong there, so that was interesting. But uh, then at the end, Luke, right on beat, Tai Chi takes his pants off like we've seen him do a few times, and Chris gives us yet another verse of the Just Five Guys theme song. And I'm like, brother, the boat is warmed up. The skis are on your feet. Take it easy. Let's not be jumping sharks. So that's my... I did kind of like it, though. He was just like, what? Uh, there's, there's, There's Tai Chi... He's also got a belt, and then there's three more guys. <laughs> He's also got a title, and yeah, with them is three so. other guys. I'm assuming it's <laughs> like, you know, it starts with five guys, and then there's four more guys. Then it's then it's Tai Chi. He's king of pro wrestling, and there's three more guys. Then it's Kanemaru. He likes to drink, and there's two more guys. You know, there. I mean, I see where he's going, and I like it, but I'm just saying, take it easy. He's treading water. Yeah. Well, I won't be able to take it easy for much longer because this next match. <sighs> it's fucking awesome. Oh my god. Uh it is Master Wato versus Speedball Mike Bailey. <sighs> I yeah. In fact, uh out of the, the three final matches that we get, I'm gonna have this controversial hot take and say, yeah, this match was my favorite. Oh uh, okay. Yeah, so they shake hands. There's a bit of a kick fest, as, and this match is motherfucking incredible. Mr. Guy and I agreed beforehand uh, for the bell that, uh, yeah, Watu's. Watu's winning this. And I reckon anyone who's done what we didn't do, and that is uh, look at all the cards and uh, all that kind of stuff, they might have been able to piece together, oh, Watu might play a big uh, part of this tourney. So uh, it might not be a surprise for a lot of people, but uh, it was a fucking surprise for me, that's for sure. But uh, so, yeah, we agreed. Wato's winning this, right? Yep. 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 My God, man, did they make me believe. And I think feel like that's why I like this match more than the next night, uh, because, uh, you know, I believed that Mike Bailey could win this match. There's a, a kick to Wato's arm on the outside too, which becomes the story of the match because Wato's arms are fucked and it's hard for him to uh, hit that German suplex and things like that. Right. But uh, TJP is right. He said it the previous the previous time on commentary and he'll say, he says, it, no, he doesn't say it here. I think it <laughs> And because uh, this is how Wato wins. So 
step one isn't do Everest-style German. No, no. Step one is learn Everest-style German. And step two is counter, then hit the Everest-style German. So step two is all he really needs. He needs that one step, counter a move, hit the German, because that's how he kind of wins here. Dude, this, I, there's so much fucking cool spots in this match. It's gnarly as hell, but I'm, uh, the ending's really cool because uh, Mike Bailey's going for his, like, triple back spin kick of doom. And right near the end of it, Wato just, like, fucking catches him in the face. Boom. Uh, hits his high-angle German. And, boom, gets the, gets the win. So... Really cool match. I can Mike Bailey, you can always just say, he made it to the final semifinals of his best ever, first ever Best of the Super Juniors. This guy's a star already. Bring him back. In fact, uh, when he's, if his impact uh, thing is running out soon, New Japan. No, no, don't worry. He won't sign him to a contract anyway. Never mind. Uh, AW. <laughs> uh, yeah, he could be in a battle royal. You know? Yeah, yeah. That'd yeah, be so. Right? I love this match. It is, and it's just another, see, I really like this Wato story because now I don't have to listen to Kevin and Chris being taken, you know, dropping a trowel and shitting on him all the time. So if it's led to this where I can actually, like, not have to blot out the commentary every single time Wato's on the screen now, makes his matches even more fun to watch. What do you know? Wow. You know, whereas when they do it with show and House of Torture, I'm into it because, like, that's part of the House of Torture. But when they buried Wato, I didn't. We hated it. So all this stuff where it's they're doing something with him, they're pushing him, it's working. I, I dig it. And I love this match. Yeah, this match was awesome. Uh, you know, I it's funny because I guess – I don't know. I have mixed feelings about Watto as we've had, you know, throughout mm-hmm. his career because he's kind of a dork and he's kind of like a geek as far as a wrestler goes in the wrestler terms. But at the same time, he, you know, he has this kind of cool underdog thing about him and that really works in this match. And it's great where like Bailey catches him a few times, you know, like it's like at the beginning, uh, he goes through that Louisville slugger when he finally shakes off the arm shit and it's great, like he, uh, you know, Bailey catches him when he tries the Louisville Slugger right in an arm bar, and it's more fuck your arm, right? And that was really cool. The whole thing where, like you said, he pit, he, he, like uh, Mike Bailey tried the Typhoon like spin kick early in the match, or well, earlier than what you had said, uh, and Watto like catches it and then hits Recitamente. So they did a lot of that, like here comes a big move, boom, catch it right into another move, which is like. A lot of times in New Japan, there's a lot more reversals than that in a sequence. And I like that, that there was like big stuff like that. Also, um, this is in the, in this match that Wado gets kicked so hard that you can see the outline of toes in his skin, which is pretty cool. Um, you know, That's I love awesome. Uh, <laughs> but I thought this was a lot of fun. I really was convinced that Wado was going to win. And my mindset at this point watching this going into the next match is I'm thinking to myself, well, if Waters, he could win best of the super juniors. Like this is when it's sinking in that he could win. You know, I thought yeah. it could happen, you know, maybe when he got in the, in the, uh, you know, semifinals, but I'm thinking to myself like, okay, so Bailey's not in the next match is Desperado versus Teton. So if Desperado wins, 
he's winning best of super juniors. If Teton wins, Wado's winning best of super juniors. That's what I was thinking. So Luke, here it is. It's the main event uh, of the semifinals night. Uh, it is Desperado versus Teton. And uh, this match is tremendous. So there's all this mat wrestling and Desperado just grinds Teton down, like grinds him into the ground. <laughs> it's great. He's just trying to keep him from jumping all over the place. So Teton, of course, comes back with his flippy floppies and Desperado uses this opportunity to, uh, you know, do a little knee smash on the floor. <laughs> He's like, cool. You're going to do a floppy to the floor. I'm grabbing me. And it's a little botchy here, but it's not bad. Desperado at this point picks up the onion from commentary and throws it to Teton who throws it right <laughs> back at him. And then red shoes walks over and carefully picks it up and gives it back to Kevin. <laughs> I love that. Pun. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty funny. So de- they, they fight into the crowd. Cause uh, you know, basically into the chairs goes Teton bowler style, as you had said, and the crowd is shocked when Desperado grabs a tea out of some lady's hand and just pours it on the ground. <laughs> There's counters from Teton in the ring, and he gets his shit in. Springboard Rana and a huge tope for him. Desperado is sent into the chair. Steve Reich. Yeah, that's right. And uh, Teton goes to the second level and hits this, like, flying crossbody from the balcony, and it's so much fun. That is it's amazing. Fun. That is, like, just fun wrestling stuff that you, you love to see. And of course, in one of the final matches, the best of Super Juniors, guys are fucking jumping off of shit. That's what you want. So there's a massive T-Town chant from the crowd at this point. And LIJ are ringside, I forgot to mention. So they're like really doing a good job being ringside, going nuts. I think Hiromu gets a little too, you know, uh, you know, uh, he, he gets a little too crazy at points. But uh, at the same time, they're there. And the fact that they are there wearing Teton LIJ t-shirts, all of them. That's huge. You know, I mean, it's 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 the definition of getting the rub, right? So that was pretty great. Let's see here. So, um, okay, there's a count out spot here after that big uh, that big dive, and Desperado breaks the count only to run right into a drop kick to his leg, and so Teton starts uh, torturing Desperado's leg because he's like, I tried my flippy shit. I, I got to I got to fight dirty, I guess, here. So he, big strikes uh, back and forth. But Teton has the ace in the hole now and goes back to fuck your leg whenever he kind of needs to. And it's great. So we get another exciting rape, rope break spot where uh, Teton, he uh, goes for the botched uh, drive by Lariat and gets just speared out of the air. <laughs> it's good. That probably felt better. Than what <laughs> so, Desperado slowly rises to his feet after this. And it's clear he's fucking pissed. So, <laughs> it's just fantastic. And there's a Bouye spot, and Teton runs to the ropes, hitting a tremendous tornado DDT. So great. Uh, there's a big dive, but Desperado hits the closed fist Canadian style, which is awesome. So uh, Pele kick over the ropes, though, and Teton gets his tope con hero for uh on this on the second attempt after he tried it the first time so teton goes for a double stop to the floor but lands flush like his knees are locked it looks like it hurts real bad for yeah. shoot. so that was rough but uh, numero dos in the ring for a rope break and there's a pinche loco but no spin kick from teton and they kind of look a little botchy because they're trying um they're trying what is this they're trying um 
to get to the ropes, but both of them have fucked up legs. So it kind of looks a little botchy, but it's supposed to. So the match uh, loses a bunch of steam, though, though, here as is, is they, they OK, this is where they get lost. So Teton gets lost after that thing where he jumps and like lands and with his feet locked. He or he's really hurt or something like that because he's on the outside and they kind of have to separate from each other. And then Red Shoes has to kind of walk back and forth between and then they finally get back moving again. But they lose a bunch of steam here and then uh, they have a chat, but they're back in the ring. And Desperado goes right for numero dos, trying for the extra strength version. But no, Destroyer from Teton. Uh, drop toe hold and Teton bumps into the ropes, which is awesome. That was scary. He hits another tornado DDT as we see here uh, 15 minutes gone. To, uh, top rope double stop from Teton, and they're both fucked for a double down. Desperado kicks out of a pin, and then Teton tries the Moodle Lock setup and gets it, but Desperado blocks it with his hands. He has to block the move, but he also needs to reach for the ropes. So he reaches, it's so great. Teton slips the hold on as he reaches his hands out to try to grab the ropes, but it's too late. He has to tap. What a fantastic finish. They could have milked it just a little bit more mm. to kind of like make that, you know, a little more obvious story-wise, but I love it. I just was mad. Teton won. So sad for Desperado, man. I hope he moves to heavyweight and is in the G1 this year because I just, I think he's done in the juniors. That's just my opinion. What'd you think, Luke? All right. I love this match. The finish is good. It, it's, it's a good finish. It's a great match. I hate I, I hate it in a way. Part of, like I don't hate what the boys did or anything like that. But setting up T10 versus Wato for me gives me flashbacks of Sonata versus Ibushi in the G1 finals a few years ago, where I watched that match and I'm like, oh, congrats Sonata, but like Ibushi's winning by. Like I didn't even need to watch the last night of the G1 to know. Like, at no point did I ever feel like Ibushi was not going to win. So now I, I'm looking at that and I'm disappointed. I'm not disappointed. I, I love this tournament. Don't, relax, Andy, relax. I love this tournament. I still do. It is great. I love covering it with you. I just would have had Despi win because Despi versus Wato, what would have been a bigger surprise? That T-Town beat Despi in the semifinals or that Wato beat Despi in the fucking final? What yeah, would have, I, I would have preferred that because on paper you see Despi versus Wato, Wato's losing, right? Or it could go, yeah. or it might be able to go either way. And I would have been like, oh sweet, I have no idea who's winning the best of Super Juniors tonight. And then I just, and, I, I would, I would agree with you if Teton hadn't beat Hiromu. The fact that he beat Hiromu, that's when he picked up this like steam that he has, and the crowd loves him, and they want Teton to win. So it's True. just, you know, I, I feel like that if he hadn't beat Hiromu, that wouldn't, it, it wouldn't be the same. It, I would agree with you more. Also, you hate every tournament winner. So that is a fact. You're going to find a reason to hate every, <laughs> every But it's also winner. like, come on, man. Is T10 really going to win the best of the Super Juniors no. and then fight his teammate at fucking Dominion? No! What are you doing? Do I like that that T-Tan had this run? Yeah, I do. I actually think he was better than the first time we ever saw him because he sucked. And I also think he was better than last year, which was pretty awesome. I thought T-Tan was fantastic in this tournament. I thought Despi was. I thought Wato and Bailey were. All four men, great you're in the finals. Well done. You've all worked hard. You're awesome. It's just the booking decision of having T-Tan beat Despi. I'm just like, no, nah, I don't like it. 
Now, now I know who's winning the next night, and now I've got to talk all about the next night. Ugh, do I like it? Yes, but wow, shocking. I don't understand, but uh, I, I mean, I get it, I get where you're coming from, sort of. But I just I don't know. I thought these shows were so fun, and I, I genuinely I have a lot of fun. But I I, I just just and I love the fact that right, Wato, Bailey, Titan, Despi, neither have won the best of Super Juniors ever. So I get what I want. I finally get what I want. Someone new winning a tournament, but then I get a tournament grand final, and I'm just like, oh well, bye, Titan. See ya. You got no chance in hell. Like I just no chance. That's what you got. You know, like uh. All right. Yeah. Yeah, he's fired. Yeah. Uh, well, just, uh, <laughs> after this match, too, we do have Master Huato come out to confront Teton, and he's wearing a new shirt. It's Master Gato, but it's Master Gato with a mean face. Grr. You know. It's so, uh, and Teton, it is, it's grumpy. It's, it's, uh, and Teton says he's he's going to win. And Wato's like, mm, I got a shirt with a cat on it, so we'll see what's going to happen here. Um, and uh, I don't know. I really enjoyed this tournament. I think that this yeah. proves again that the youth movement's real and Definitely. that, you know, I mean, this is the, you know, major spots on the show involve young guys that, you know, have never been in this this kind of spot before, so I, I'm really enjoying it. I think it was great, but what do you think, Luke? Should we cool down and maybe let Ian tell us about what's been going on with Ring of Honor. I know you have a bone to pick with him, and I can't wait to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's do it. All right. Well, here is Ian's ROH review catching us up from their most recent three-hour TV show. Hi, Luke and Andy. Sorry I haven't done a review in a while. I'll try and get caught up with this week's Ring of Honor, which... Bloody hell, they did a three-hour show, with 19 matches. This is a pretty tough hill to climb, so I'm going to limit myself to two sentences from each match. First up, J.D. Drake versus Mark Briscoe, the titanic struggle of a man who raises chickens versus a man who looks like he raises chickens. J.D. is an inspired brawler, but can't get past the patron saint of Ring of Honor. Next, Claudio Castagnoli vs. Serpentico. When your match features the greatest powerhouse in Ring of Honor, it feels like it's going to be a foregone conclusion, but in a twist ending, Claudio actually overcomes the mighty Snake Man. Lots of women's matches tonight, and the first is Kiara Hogan vs. Vert Vixen. Hogan is good, and wins because they're building her as a challenger. Vert is better, and should have won because they should have been doing that for her. Carl Fletcher vs. AR Fox. This is officially the last time we'll see Aussie Open with their New Japan titles, and is an excellent kickoff for Kyle Fletcher's short, obligatory singles career. Willow Nightingale vs. Hian. Taped before Willow won the Strong Wounds title, this has Willow winning an aggressive match. Hopefully, they push her as a star because crowds love her. The Kingdom vs. Makatag. The team of the Flippy Guy and the Huge Flippy Guy are really good. However, they're outclassed by Bennett and Taven, who are the best team I constantly forget about. Mercedes Martinez vs. Dream Girl Ellie. Something tells me that the bubbly rookie Dream Girl Ellie isn't going to beat one of the best veterans in women's wrestling. Something is right. Ashley D'Amboise vs. Danielle Camella. 
Nice to see a newcomer versus newcomer match, and Ashley definitely has something, but there wasn't much to see here. Rocky Romero versus Titus Alexander. Rocky is a handy guy to have around as a first opponent for a prospect, as he's amazing at bringing out the best in people. Titus looks impressive and has some good raw material to work with. He could easily be an ROH regular. The Righteous and Stu Grayson versus an array of jobbers. We get some nice character work here with Stu and the Righteous that brings some much-needed shade to the story of a guy in a cult being tempted by another cult. Tracy Williams versus Shane Taylor. Tracy Williams is a tremendously gifted technical wrestler who is a delight to watch in the ring. Shane Taylor doesn't give a fuck about any of that and turns him into a paste. Athena versus Promise Braxton. We all know how good Athena is, but Promise is worth a second look. She's athletic, she's vicious, I want to see what she'll do against the rest of the roster. Post-match, Kiara Hogan challenges Athena, which keeps their story moving. Drillistico versus Tony Deppen. Watch this fucking match. Superb Lucha meets Superb American Technical, and the results will blow your socks off. Sky Blue versus Miranda Alizé. Miranda Alizé is pretty good. Sky Blue was bad to average, and is now a lot less goofy and a lot better in the ring, making her the Master Wato of Ring of Honor. Zack Clayton and Cole Carter versus Action Andretti and Darius Martin. I don't see the point of Zack Clayton and Cole Carter. Andretti and Martin gel pretty well, just as Martin and Martin did. Blake Christian versus Nick Camarato. Put Blake Christian on a plane to face every member of the Noah Juniors division. Put Nick Camarato on the same plane to face every Noah Senior. Diamante versus Trishadora. Whichever big company figures out quite how much money there is in Trishadora is going to make huge bank. She's great, she's hugely personable, and much as I like Diamante, Trish should have won here. Penta Elzera Miedo vs. Slim J. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to celebrate the life of Slim J, murdered in his prime by a skeleton man. Samoa Joe and Zack Sabre Jr. vs. Christopher Daniels and Matt Seidel. Imagine how good a Joe and Zack versus Daniels and Seidel match would be. This was about 5% better than that. Overall, this was three hours of wrestling. Can I take a nap now? Thanks, guys. And until next time, put less than 19 matches on your wrestling shows. Hi, Luke and Andy. I have to do 19 reviews, 19 match reviews for one show. Holy shit. And I'm like... I hope you feel my fucking pain, Mr. Ian. <laughs> we had to write more than two of... sentences about 40 matches, didn't we? More than two, you know, so. Yeah, 30-match show, then a 40-match show. So, yeah, it does get crazy. But, hey, it's good to hear your voice again, Mr. Ian. Thank you so much. And, like, you give me a bit of, like, oh, maybe I should do two-sentence reviews to a lot of my matches. Then I look <laughs> at my notes, and I'm like, hang on. I think I do, and I just waffle on like a dickhead. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. There's some cool stuff on that show, though. It's I, I you know, I yeah. think it's interesting because he says, you know, Kyle Fletcher versus Air Fox was a great kickoff to Kyle Fletcher's short obligatory singles career, but like, I feel like that would be awesome. <laughs> Like that match is probably fantastic, but then again, maybe they got the handcuffs on Air Fox for some reason because he can do 
crazy shit. And he's not really have been doing any of that that I've seen. But then again, I'm not watching it, so I don't know. No, no, you're you're right. You do see him, but um, you know, he's in matches where you know him or someone on his team's losing, and I'm just like, come on, man, you hide him. He's awesome. Do something with him. But yeah. But in order well, to do Luke, something with him, they need to fire half the phone. To yeah. People. yeah, and then but, the indies will be flooded with talent, and everybody who's a mid-carder on the indies will be fucked even more than they are right now. So anyway, that'll suck. But uh, <clears throat> Luke, the uh, next show is, in fact, the Best of Super Juniors 30 finals. And Luke, we got a little special treat here at the beginning because the Oda City Gymnasium, is a wonderful place. We've talked about it before, but we've never read one-star Google reviews. And I just have a few, so this won't take long. But here they are. Oda City Gym Google reviews. These are both one-star. So this one begins. Please read this review and improve. As a member of society, I will. A target for archery is not something that should be attached. The height varies depending on the person who attaches it. I want you to put a string on it properly. One star. (laughs) It's oddly so specific. So here, here is our, our next and final Google review. It was 8,000 yen seat, but the chair was bad. I sat on a wooden table that looked like a torture table, and then there was no backrest. You're an idiot. One star. You're an idiot. <laughs> Sounds like he was sitting on one of those, uh, maybe you got one of those special commemorative House of Torture chairs. <laughs> Except I didn't imagine they'd be uncomfortable. I I imagine, like, they've got to ha- have at least, like, one comfy chair, you know, like the Spanish Inquisition hat we used to have. Oh, well, it doesn't matter if it's comfortable because you're strapped to it. So you're not going anywhere. Oh, that's right. So, Put her on the comfy chair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's enough Monty Python. So let's do it. It's the best of the Super Juniors. It's night 12. We are at Otis City General Gymnasium. Is it number two? It's the one that we said. Yay. All right. So let's, I think people have gotten a, a little teaser as to how I might respond to the main event, but uh, let, let's rest assure everyone, including my esteemed co-host, Mr. Andy, that I liked it. So uh, let's do this. It is Oscar Yuto, Oscar Lueb and Yuto Nakashima versus, you, you can see how I write the names on my notes now, don't you? I just got Oscar Yuto and I just read us. Yeah. They're versus Bolton Oleg and... It's your buddy. <clears throat> Togi Makabe. I'd rather Hunter in this spot. Because yeah, but I don't want to see Makabe get a fucking... No, you don't say that. <laughs> Look, this match is fine. I liked seeing Yudo and Oscar double teaming the shit out of Makabe and beating him up. That was my favorite part. <laughs> uh, King Kong knee drop on Yuto Nakashima. And I have to see Makabe run through all of his uh, Makabe moves of doom to, to get to that point. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> Hey, man, Nakashima put a brav on Makabe. That was yeah, great. Awesome. That was That's great. Sweet. Young Lions hit each other really hard. That was fun. So uh, next, Luke, we get a singles match. It's not a special singles match, according to New Japan. It's just a singles match. So it's Riho Iwa versus a 100 proof Clark Connors. He does cocaine and uh, Connors. He does a great job getting in the buttholes of all the fans. It's hilarious. <laughs> he pisses everybody off. Just walks up to a little girl and is like, fuck you. 
is hilarious. So, they get behind Iwa big time, the fans. And this is when we start to realize this crowd is fucking insane. They are, yeah. oh my God, we say that a lot. But holy shit, this crowd, especially in the main event, oh my god. Anyway, Ryuai Iwa, he gets a hope uh, spot here with a dropkick. He gets uh, more with a shoulder tackle and a weird-looking gut-red suplex with a bridge that is maybe, I don't know about that move. But uh, there's a spear and, oh, <clears throat> you know, and uh, Ryuai Iwa gets a roll-up, but another spear, thrill of the hunt for two. And uh, Connors gets a chair and just kills Ryuai Iwa after the match. Oh, thrill of the hunt for the win. And Connors gets a chair, kills Rio Iwa after the match. And Gato walks over to commentary and just yells at, at Kevin Kelly, I fucking hate you. <laughs> made, me, made me laugh pretty hard. That was great. And the next we have uh, a match I really like because I really like Koso Vegeta, Robbie Eagles, and Rush. Oh, uh, Yo's in this match too. Oh. Robbie Fan starts crowd chants. Hey, Robbie Fan's hey! back. It's back. Damn straight. There's a. Uh, a light fist bump there by Eagles and Rush. Hey, how's it going? How's it going? Light fist bump. Even though, like, hey, didn't you just leave my faction? Yep. Yep. Light fist bump. <laughs> Double kip up. Did you just join this faction? Yep. 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 <laughs> they, 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 they do some fast-moving spots. There's a double kip up, which I really like. I like this match a lot. I thought it was kind of awesome. And Vegeta looks awesome here. And, like, <clears throat> how good is Team Gate Team... MDK for Kosai. I did not mean that for Fujita. I got um, but charity it like me a coffee. TM dickhead. That's what it sounded like you said. Yeah. <laughs> so, Which, I'm sorry I mean, that. fair enough. Zack Sabre Jr. is the leader. They should be TMD dickhead. Or TMD. That's right. I like that. But uh, if, if, uh, if, if they were trying something by putting a young lion in a faction, I would say this experiment is working and uh, maybe consider doing it with Iwa at some point. Oh, he's joining Hontai. We, we both know it. But uh, he might already be in there. But I, I just feel like it's working for him. He's picking up stuff off Robbie Eagles. He's picking up stuff, of course, off Zack Sabre Jr. And I feel like they're pretty good teachers for him. Robbie Eagles teachers. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. is Zack Sabre Jr. So I just feel like, oh, man, he's... Does he love his young line spot right now? Like, he must love it. This match also makes me need Robbie Eagles versus Leo Rush because we didn't get that this tournament because, you know, no previews and they're in different blocks. So give me that match, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, I need it. Hell, uh, do, do me an even better solid and uh, have it down here for the next Tamashi. That would be... Mwah. Thank you very much. So uh, I really enjoyed this match. There's a final hour on Kosovo Vegeta, though. And, uh, you know... Uh, oh, by the way, I do like that uh, Fujita got a pin on on, uh, on Leo Rush and uh, Yo had to break it up. So before that was pretty cool. So Fujita looking really good here. I'm loving it. Oh, and Robbie Eagles and Leo Rush are awesome. Yeah, they are. I did see have a note here that Robbie tried the Daniel Johns special in this match. Hey, silver chair. I know what you're doing. Yeah, all right. Where you go, dude? If you grew up in the '90s in Australia. You were into silver chair, like if you were one of the Dude, they're kids, off. like they're off. Yeah, you know, rock stomp. That's good shit. Anyway, um, but uh, next, Luke, we have a ten-man tag match. It is the Jet Setters and Three Dads Jim. 
with Tenzo yeah, yeah. versus United Empire, which is Great Okan, TJP, Akira, Dan Maloney, and Hanare. So uh, Hanare's, you know, still considering whether he's going to let me know about the T-cell thing here. So Great Okan and Yuji Nagata start the match. And Yuji Nagata's got the fucking belt and his gear's a little fancier now that he's got, he's a title, you know, triple crown holder. It's awesome. Oh, and uh, yeah. he's super over. It's fantastic. So Kevin Knight and Akira get in, they do their cool junior shit and catch two, two double team Kevin. And we get take picture, take picture, which we haven't seen in a while, which is great. So uh, Kevin Kelly mentions that Abe Lincoln was the first NWA champion, but fails to mention that he invented the choke slam and that Mary Todd was his valet. So I tell him that. And then he, says something about our commentary but doesn't say who that was me he's already said your name enough actually fuck that oh, man. i gotta hear yeah. chris samson's name every day 30 times yeah you know i mean you can't you can't say jerusalem twice you can't actually this is from the never open count so he can't say uh, never open podcast more than once so i mean yeah. that's that's disgusting i was lewd and lascivious behavior from uh, Kevin Kelly, but the whole joke about Abe Lincoln being the first NWA champion is really funny, and Mary Todd being his valet is also very funny. Anyway, so Face Wash gets a huge crowd reaction, and the crowd goes insane, and then Dan Maloney does something amazing. He does wrist tape face scrapes, which are just, that's, <laughs> that is just tremendous heel shit. I love that so much. So Mr. Goddamn Bread gets in and he's like, I'm going to get my shit in. And he does it all. He's like, I'm getting, I'm coming for you bastard. He gets the big elbow. It's awesome. And uh, him and uh, Dan Maloney get in a chop battle and it's fantastic. I love it. TJP and Kushida, Kushida get in and they do their tremendous uh, juniors wrestling hip toss arm bar from Kushida. It's awesome. And Kevin Knight's in to help. Um, there's a tornado DDT from TJP. Tenzon and Har- Hanari get in, though, and they do some good old-fashioned heavyweight pro wrestling. Gotta love that. Great Okan gets booed for breaking up the Anaconda Vice. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny as hell. So the juniors all hit a bunch of dives. <clears throat> Rampage tackle, but Yuji Nagata breaks up the pin. Then Hanari and Great Okan work together since they're trying to get in that tag match. Streets of Rage on Tenzon. Uh, and Hanari makes the uh, the fucking rules, so he gets the pin. Kevin Knight right. says they'll think about giving Catch Two Two a rematch at Dominion, even though they have two losses now to them in tags. So, yeah, you know, and uh, they're lucky they're only having a match with uh, one tag team and not like every other tag team in the fucking <laughs> division. So, like, shut up, Kevin Knight and uh, <laughs> and Kushida. I think the four dudes have great chemistry, by the way. Uh, Kevin Knight, Kushida, Catch Tutu. So uh, I'm glad they're doing this again, I have to admit. By the way, are we getting Jeff Cobb 2 at the Dominions? I don't know. Jeff Cobb, ZSJ 2, is that happening there still? I don't know. We will uh, We will uh, later, scheduling note here, later in the week we will have a like Dominion preview, like Never Realm style episode yeah. coming out. But uh, we got too much to talk about today to uh, go through everything that's happening at the Dominion. Thanks for reminding me about that, Mr. Guy. So, yes, now we have uh, – y- y- look, I usually didn't take notes of this, but I kind of had to for, for some of this tonight. So we've got Yano and Bishamon versus Show Evil and Yujiro. Uh, I, I did actually tweety one of these nights that I'm not taking notes for this, Mr. Guy. And someone on the tweety immediately responded, House of Torture match? And I'm like, uh, that's not quite why I'm pissed no. off. I, I'm not pissed off that I have to torture her out. I'm pissed off that they only ever fight fucking chaos. <sighs> but yes, this happens again. But uh, 
look, there's some things that bear mentioning, even though it is a standard Yano Bishamon uh, has, has a torture match. And that is like, hey, Hanare, great Okana, uh, ringside to watch this match. So, uh, House of Torture are just like, wait, unknown variables that we can use to kind of make distractions and cause chaos or cause mayhem in this match? Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, cause chaos. Yeah, yeah. We're going to do it. So, uh, <laughs> they use House of Torture uses fucking the Empire Boys so they can win by DQ. I thought that was really fun. So, uh, like, uh, the match is how you expect it, but, like, that actual, extra little finish is nice. Hanare and Great Khan challenge uh, at the end of the match, and uh, Bishamon accept. I'm glad somebody has to accept their title challenge, even though nobody has the titles. But uh, that's okay. I want this three-way. I'm glad some Empire boys are still in it. As much as I love Aussie Open, and I feel like we both do, I'm kind of glad that uh, I'm also I'm glad that if, if we're not getting them, I'm glad we're seeing Great Khan and Hanare get that spot. So hell yeah, because I like those boys. So yes, please. This uh this beginning deal where they come and sit ringside, it just reminds me so much of the one of my favorite gimmicks in wrestling. It's the like the guys who aren't supposed to be there that are sitting. But they got a the ticket. Phone. They got a ticket. That's right. You can't kick them out. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> It's the best. That was like a classic Kevin Nash, Scott Hall. We bought a ticket. Can't kick us out. What a tremendous gimmick. It's so funny. I love when that happens. Anyway, so Luke, uh, you know, of course, House of Torture's done. Chaos shit's done. So Ref Chumpy's like, okay, coast is clear. I'm going to come out. And uh, he looks so tired. And I feel him. I really feel him. So this next match, Luke, is an eight-man tag. It is Tanahashi, Ishii, Taguchi. And Okada versus Shota Omino, Micah Bailey, Desperado, and Ren Narita. Good to see Ren Narita. I feel like it's been a while, you know? It's been so, a while. I'm, I'm happy to see him. Same. Okada is fucking furious. And he acts like he can't see the other team, which is hilarious. He's <laughs> just like, it acts like they don't exist. And the crowd wants the Gucci to start. So they milk that for a bit. And it's funny. And, and Taguchi gets his ass kicked, of course. And Ishii, he... he, he Ishii gets tagged in comically by Taguchi, and he just doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't react to the tag. He just kind of looks at Taguchi like, motherfucker, what? And the fucking crowd just goes, wah! They love it. It's so funny. Oh, my God. So he leaves Taguchi hanging on a high five after Chaos does all the work, and Desperado and Ishii renew their rivalry, which is always great. This match is real sloppy at times, but it's still fun, really fun. So Shota gets a big tag in and destroys absolutely everyone. And Okada just comes in all pissed off and gets drop kicked by Shota. <laughs> it is awesome. So Dragon Screw, though, and Okada gets tagged in. Uh-oh. DDT on the floor right away. He doesn't even do a move in the ring. He just grabs Shota, throws him the outside, DDT on the floor. Fuck you. Then shitty kicks, money clip. He's so mad. Taguchi plays defense. They're Okay, so they're doing a thing where, like, you know, Kata's got uh, Shota Umino in, um, in you know, the money clip. And so everybody's on the outside, all the all the chaos slash, uh, you know, uh, Tanahashi are on the outside trying to play defense. And Taguchi's in the <laughs> ring like there's no one to play defense against. So he just stands there and gets a pop for standing there. He's fucking he's great in this match. He's really funny. Um, so that was fun. There's a comeback from Umino and he hits a suplex. And he's about to get some shit in when blind tag from Ren Narita, who wants to get his shit in on Okada. So he does. 
Oh my God. And then um, Taguchi's in versus Ren Narita, and he gets an ankle lock, but it's, it's, um, he gets, what is this? I don't know what that means. Uh, so something happens with repeating kicks. Oh, Bailey runs in. Okay, so Ren Narita is in the ankle lock, and here comes to, uh, Mike Bailey just out of nowhere, just kicks the shit out of Taguchi with the, the repeating machine gun kicks or whatever. So Tanahashi yeah. feeds in, and we get to see those two go at it again, which Mike Bailey and Tanahashi, who have wrestled before, everybody's in the pool. Then Shota gets, he throws a fucking table at Okada on the outside. Oh, this is awesome, too. So Mike Bailey, in the midst of all this madness, he hits the isosceles triangle. And, man, Chris Charlton with this call. He said, get your protractor out, Kevin. He's going isosceles. Tremendous. That's, That's so pretty cool. fun. I love That's that. Cool. Uh, Cobra Twist and Ren Narita makes Taguchi tap out. And after the match, it only it's only a second, and it's on the floor. It's not in the ring, but still, Shota Umino stands over Okada. And it's like, oh, my God. Hope you were supposed to do that, because if not, that's going to hurt one day. But uh, And then something weird happens, Luke. Bailey and Desperado just start wrestling. <laughs> just starts wrestling, and the match is I like over. What, I like what Kevin said here. Like, both these guys, they didn't get to wrestle each other much in the tournament, so they just wanted to get a little feel for each other. It's just like, yeah. oh, what does this feel like? And I was just like, well, oh, you little teasers, I like that. And then they're like, you know, next time. In the post-match comments, they do theirs together because they're buds, you know. So that's great. So Shota grabs the mic, and he officially challenges for the six-man titles. And, and some fans are – there is this great parts of this match where fans are just booing the shit out of him. And it's only a few. So there's like, there's like a group of like ten fans – you know, spread throughout the, the place that are kind of like, you know, they're Okada guys, you know, and so they're or they're, oh, yeah. they're booing the shit out it's of Shota. Everybody else, everybody else is, is cheering for Shota Umino, but it's really fun because those that group of fans, like, makes themselves known many times throughout the night, and it's always the opposite of what everybody else is doing. It's great. So Shota says that, uh, well, I'll let you tell us, who is going to be his uh, tag partners for this big match? All right. I, this is fucking cool because I, I was thinking like oh well it's got to be like shooter it's got to be like a mox and Yuta, right cool I'm, I'm all right with that now they go one one better and <clears throat> shooter says uh yeah i'm gonna uh, bring my buddies john moxley and claudio castagnoli yeah to and uh, Carter says, yeah, good choices. Make sure you don't let them down <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like an arsehole. But I'm just like, uh, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up, hold up. Rewind. Are we getting Claudio Castagnoli on on New Japan? Uh, yes, please. <laughs> please. I love that. So, yes, uh, I'm, I'm over the moon that uh, – Hey, both Mox and Claudio are going to be over here at Dominion. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, Claudio is, you know, he's should have been in Japan before. I'm surprised he wasn't when he was in the right. But, you know, but uh, anyway, uh, also an interesting thing, too, here I noted uh, is that the wrestlers do not say this, but the commentators say this matches at Dominion. The wrestlers mm -hmm. do not say that. So, uh, you know, we'll stay tuned to our Dominion preview we're drunk as fuck episode later in the week where we talk about that. So, absolutely, and that's my cue because I have the next match. Well, I'm glad I get to cover one of these because uh, it's 
still might be my favorite feud going in, in wrestling. And it is, uh, it's Bushi, Tetsuya Naito, Hiromi Takahashi, and Shingo Takagi. Or is it Takagi Shingo? Oh, fuck. Every time. Versus Doki, Taichi, Yoshinobi Kanemaru, and Sonata. <clears throat> All right. Let's I love go, these. Taichi. Let's go, Taichi. Let's go, Taichi. That's right. Look, these matches are always amazing. But one little aspect that gives them this extra bit of like awesomeness for me is it's and I feel like it's always going to be there it's never going to be a major feud but it's always going to be this mini feud in the background where these two like are just going to fight and one of them's always going to get his ass kicked but it's good it's Doki and Naito I love this stuff Naito will bump for him why wouldn't he like he's going to kick his ass and pin him easily anyway like but I love that he does that. Probably doesn't have to. He could easily Okada Doki if he wanted to, Mr. Naito, and be a total douchebag. But I love it because he's into it. Doki's into it. I'm into it. It's fucking great. Uh, I just, just these little things that they, uh, and uh, it's something awesome for Doki. How many juniors have like these little fights with the uh, the seniors? I know there's Despian Ishii, but, <laughs> but. Uh, as soon as I said that, I was like, oh, yeah, Despian Ishii. Well, Hiromu's had him too, so. <clears throat> yeah, that's true. But Hiromu has awesome feuds with pretty much, like, everyone. He, he's got, like, a rogues gallery, like Batman or Spider-Man or something. That's pretty impressive. But, yeah, I I guess this is the opposite of the previous night where it's the uh, the Just Five Guys guys getting the uh, the win because, hey, you haven't seen the champs, champs for a while. They're going to win, but, hey, we got a pay-per-view on, you know, main show coming up with LIJ challenging. And I kept, I kept waiting at, at any point during this match before, during or after. I'm like, will we even see Yoda Suji? Like yeah. even just lock eyes on him just a little bit. Oh no, they're saving this man and they're saving him for dominion. So we're either in for, all right, they believe in this guy. He's getting a title shot straight away. So <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe we're, we're getting set for Okada 2.0 or something. I don't, don't know because his gimmick looks totally different from what he had like previously wasn't it which was just like this kind of Bo Dallasian kind of smiling gimmick well he he wore traditional Japanese like kimono and stuff to the ring before and it was almost like uh I don't know it looked like aboriginal almost like kind of like old school like even before uh, feudal Japan is what it looked like but I don't know we you know we'll see what happens I'm very interested to see Suji, I was expecting him, you know, much like uh, we've been expecting, uh, what's his name, um, Finley, you know, but it's a little different, you know, uh, Suji didn't say to expect him, so, anyway, this is an interesting match, because the crowd is like, fuck LIJ, so they're like, right. let's go Tai Chi, they love Just Five Guys, and like, you know, LIJ rarely gets cheered in this match, except like, Shingo gets cheered. Because of it's Shingo. But other than that, everybody else is there. They're just like, fuck these guys. It's great. I thought that was so funny. And they're kind of like, oh, when Doki gets pinned. And uh, I thought it was interesting, too, because Taichi and Sonata stay ringside, right? And you think something's going to happen because Naito's even looking around like he's expecting something to happen, like he's expecting Finley. But it's, it's Suji in this case. and uh, But Suji doesn't come out. So I thought that was kind of fun that they teased that a little bit. So I like that, too. 
And yeah, Destino well, on Doki. So if you're going to lose to uh, one of the best, I'm glad that Naito always deems to... Like, he could have just done a shitty pin. I like that it was Destino. I like it. Yeah, so Luke, are you ready? It I'm ready. It is, in fact, the best of Super Juniors finals. Master Huato versus Titan! And listen, is this match like a technical masterpiece? Uh, not really. Is it fantastic? Yes. It sure is, man. And like this crowd makes it because it like it's one of those like tale of two halves matches where I really feel like the first half of the match, I was getting mad at Teton because he is just making himself look awesome. And like I know Watto's like a little maybe just a quarter of a step behind him a little bit, but Teton's not slowing down to help Watto and it's pissing me off. But in the end, Teton puts Watto over huge, so I'll shut the fuck up. But at this match, we get LIJ ringside in uh, support for Teton with their T-shirts on. And then we also get the return ringside for Master Watto of I have to support Master Watto. It's fucking Tenzon. <laughs> so, Haven't seen. Listen, I did not Maybe like. Maybe he was busy in all Japan or something and he couldn't help him, but. Uh... I didn't like that, that Tenzon was uh, there. <clears throat> so because to me, it reminds us of a time when Watto was bad. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. But it worked out really well, actually. So, all right, the first section is so they could both show off, right? And it's funny, though, because Teton is clearly a much more polished wrestler here. And this is the part where it's like, oh, these guys are not even on in the same league. And it's like, that's not the way this is supposed to work. It's not supposed to look like that. But uh, here we are. So Watto gets a plancha and tries some mat wrestling. Teton takes back over and starts to bring to the finals, what we knew was coming, Luke, and that is fuck your leg, Master Watto. So Teton gets massive chance for fucking up Watto's leg, which is just disgusting. And he hits a <laughs> dive. <clears throat> and Watto hits a dive like an idiot, fucking up his own leg. There's a Louisville slugger for two and Vendaval, but Teton gets to the ropes immediately. Teton hits an absolutely huge acai moonsault to the outside and young lions save the fans lives because Teton's going so hard. He's going to go into the third row, but the young lions are like, we will sacrifice our bodies. We are the Jesus Christ of uh, new Japan. And, and right. they do. so uh, they run into Japanese commentary table though, even though they're, you know, it's like somewhat controlled. So there's a double count out spot here, but Teton uh, hits his tope con hero instead of waiting for the count out, which is great. It's another huge dive. And this is kind of the part that I'm talking about where it's like, man, Teton, what the fuck? You going to make water look good or are you just going to dive all over? <laughs> so we get a two count from Teton back in the ring. And they, then we get some really good New Japan main event reversal stuff where they're both trying to get their, you know, get their finish on and stuff. And it's great. And Teton wins this exchange with an insiguri for a double down. There's a Bouye spot here in the crowd chants along. And man, I don't know that I've heard a crowd chant along like they did here where they do the who, 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 you know, with each hit. It's fucking great, man. And this and they're just getting started. This crowd, it's they are tremendous. They're like the third man in the ring, fourth man in the ring. Sorry, Red Shoes. Uh, he goes to the apron, uh, Teton does, and he sets up for that springboard double stop like on the <laughs> and he hits it. But Waters back for a two count. All right. Or he hits it to Waters back. Excuse me for a two count. It looks very ouchy. He gets that Indian deathlock thing and we hear the call for 20 minutes gone. Listen, you know, a match is awesome when they say 20 minutes are gone and you go, what? 
no. And that's what happened to me. I was like, there's no fucking way 20 minutes. And that blew me away. I couldn't believe it. So, and here we are. Because, well, and also a lot, you know, almost all of the best of Super Juniors matches will be 15 minutes or less, usually around 12. You know, so here we are. We're 20 minutes in. Teton goes for the Muda Lock, which has been unstoppable in this tournament once he gets it on. So the crowd is losing their mind and he gets it in, but he gets it on right as Wado gets to the ropes. So it's the opposite of what happened to, to um, Desperado. Uh, Wado was just a split second faster than Desperado. Desperado had to let go of Teton's hands to let him put the hold on so he could get to the ropes, but he couldn't get to the ropes in time. So here, Wado's a little bit faster. He actually gets to the ropes. Fucking, oh my God, that was a tremendous spot. I love that. So um, absolutely. then, this is great. So um, Ibuye chance, like I said, there's a DDT, but no, it's Recita Mente. And uh, from water for two, he thinks about it and puts on Vendaval, which is kind of dumb because he's like, what should I do? Here? Oh, shit, that's the next spot. And then this evolves, though, into more reversals. And then Teton gets that fucking insane DDT for a huge crowd reaction. He does the botch drive-by clothesline, and he goes to the apron and sets up for his uh, springboard double stomp. And he hit – oh, this is where he hits it to water's back. I got a little goof there. And he puts on the Indian death lock as we hear the call for 20 minutes. Sorry, I uh, read the same thing twice. But anyway, okay. Teton goes for the Muda lock there. That's where I was talking about uh, where he gets the, uh, the, the awesome rope break I was talking about earlier. And Wado uses the momentum off the ropes – like is the run of the ropes to get enough power to hit the high angle German. But Teton kicks out and you're like, fuck, that was a really smart part of this match because I thought, oh, like even though I, I was like 99% sure Wada was going to win this when no one is kicked out of that German suplex, right? So Teton no kicking out of it is kind of like, oh, fuck. And then Teton is like, Ishimori, what's up? And fucking hits a spinning boner lock into a pin, which is wild for two. And then Teton blasts water with kicks and gets to the top rope for a very, very ouchy looking double stomp. But Wado kicks out. And that's when I was like, yes, okay, he's gonna win. I was I was full on fan in this match, man. I was nice. like totally Mr. Wado, Master Wado, I'm behind him, you know. There's roll-up counters and huge kicks from both guys, and Wado gets one, hits the high angle German, picks fucking Teton right back up for a super Recita Mente. Master Watto is the winner of Best of Super Juniors 30. Fuck you, Teton. And man, I, I tell me what you think of this, Luke, and then I want to tell you what happened after the match. So, All right. So, <clears throat> I did mention to me this had shades of Ibushi versus Sonata in the G1, but there's a difference between these two two matches. And the difference is, well, Wato's never won a tournament, but like this before. So it's got that freshness factor that I I definitely respond to a little more than Ibushi's just won for the billionth time. I'm like, yeah, I've seen that. So in that respect, I I like it. I'm really happy for Wato. Like, I'm ecstatically happy for him. Like, especially since you and I on the lead up to Wrestle Kingdom were really impressed and really into what Wato was doing only to be unceremoniously pinned by the, the person he's going to be wrestling at Dominion. So I guess they've always had this kind of planned in the future. Hey, we got to, we got to make Wato look awesome. And Gato's like, yeah, but let's make him look like shit first. 
that build him up. And I guess I guess it's worked because he gets pinned at Wrestle Kingdom, wins the best of the Super Juniors, and now here he is at Dominion with a title shot against Hiromu. I thought this match was awesome. There's only one nitpick for me. You had that 1% kind of like, oh, maybe T10 will win. Uh, I kind of I didn't. I always knew it was Wato. And I guess that should bother me more just as much as it did in other tournaments, but it doesn't because I wanted them to do something with Wato, and this is awesome. And he's just won the tournament. Now he's going to Dominion. So I'm going to shut the fuck up and stop complaining because the end result is I get what I want. And this fucking tournament was absolutely amazing. It's grueling and, and exhausting, especially for, for you and especially for the boys and everyone involved on that side of it. But fuck, you know, I've got I've got shitty, whiny nitpicks. But at the end of the day, this tournament was first class and amazing. And we got a fresh winner and Watuk. Watu's been winning with like a move that I love as well, high angle German. Yeah. It was a cool well, spot I mean, to see. It was a good like it, this is a big match, so you gotta have big match kickouts as well. So yeah, it's it's he's got Rosita Mente and Rosita Mente too. I like that. So uh yeah, he's got the moveset, he's he's put it all together, he gets his ass kicked a lot, then kind of turns it around. Yeah. I well I I think that part of my job on this podcast is to report what happens and tell you, you know, how I feel about, it, but also to make you feel like shit about your opinion. So that's, I think yeah, I've accomplished absolutely. that goal. So well, I feel like my, my take isn't as hot as like the Sonata Ibushi match. Like, I don't know. I feel like this one's at least a little better. I like, I like it. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's like, uh, it's like you arguing at me, arguing with me because I gave something a seven out of ten and you gave it a ten out of ten. Like get out of here. <laughs> but well, uh, yes, yes. After the after the match, Watto is super awkward and uh, it's great. It's classic Watto, man. And he poses with these two people, and I'm pretty sure they are the folks that wrote "Shake the Soul." So that's pretty cool. And uh, there's these big Teton chants as he leaves the arena, selling all the way to the back. We back. respect for that. Oh, yeah. And uh, Wado calls out uh, Hiromu Takahashi, and they both are like, well, I'm going to win. Congratulations to Master Wato. Now, do they go that extra step and have Wato win the title? Yeah, I think so, man. I think that's the way to do it. But at the same time, if he doesn't, I'm not going to be mad. <laughs> no, I'm not going to be. I'll, I'll be expecting that, you know? So just like yeah. uh, David Finley. See, that's the interesting thing. Like, I see this title match. I'm like, yeah, they did a whole bunch of this stuff to build Bato up, but that doesn't mean he's winning that gold. And they could just keep going with the safe bet that it is Hiromu, and that's fine. He does put the, the butts in the chairs. There's no denying that. But <clears throat> they've gone in different directions with so many titles and area avenues of new Japan that I feel like they need to do that with the junior division too. And I don't just mean winning a tournament. Like you got to have, let's have a new champ. A first time champ at that. I think that, you know, the reason why Hiromu is so over is not only because he's tremendous, but because he's had the opportunities you know what I mean? It, yes. Those two things have to meet each other. If you don't have the opportunities, then you'll never 
get over if you, you know, no matter how great you are. So I think that, you know, this is just an opportunity for Watto to maybe get over. And so here we are. And man, that crowd was behind Watto and Watto's uh, this, uh, you know, Dominion is actually in Watto's hometown. Uh, Stock of Joe Hall, uh, I guess is near where he grew up. So, you know, I think they're going to be a pro Watto crowd, although I think Osaka loves LIJ too. So we'll see. That's going to be, be a lot of fun. Luke, so, I told you. Yeah. So if, if Watto wins the title, does he call himself the Grandmaster? Well, no, he's still on his way. We'll see. Okay, cool. You know, right. he'll get spray, he'll get blue spray paint out and spray paint Grandmaster on the title. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Just GM, yep. So, well, Luke, um, I told you that crowd was insane. And not only did. did we know that, but we actually got an email from someone who was in the crowd, Andrew Price, uh, who is always tweeting along with us during shows. Uh, so we have an email from him called Best of Super Juniors Experience and Thoughts. And it reads, hi, Never Open Podcast, folks. Hey, Andrew. Uh, nice you. name, by the way. That's a good one. Uh, first of all, yeah, thank I like the name for us. Oh, first of all, thank you, fucking asshole. First of all, thank you for the opportunity to tell you about my night, as it was one of the best experiences I've had ever, he says. Holy shit. Now, he's attended G1 block final nights in 2019, but this time, four years later, was a bit more special. Uh, the, he had arena-level seats, so able he was able to see the action closely and feel the energy from the crowd, and it never stopped all night. The highlight before the show was Ishii helping at catch table k-e-t-c-h table so he had to get his new shirt oh he must have ketchup on it or something maybe he got ketchup on it and he shook oh i don't understand this but anyway he gets a new shirt and um it is he shook ishi's hand so he was buzzing so somehow he met ishi i'm not sure exactly how but um anyway we have matched thoughts here and uh it says they have something with this group of young lions. And if you see how featured the previous classes were on the show, it'll be interesting to see where this group is from two, uh, two or three years from now. That's kind of, yeah. you know, an evergreen thought on all of the young lions typically, but uh, uh, Leo for, and yo versus Robbie Fujita was a really good match. And it teased more as I don't think things are settled from the chaos chat thing. Even if yo tried smoothing things over post-match. Okay. Uh, probably, United, probably because Eagles is beef and leaving and all that kind of stuff. Maybe I don't know. It says here United Kingdom are over, but I think that he means United Empire. They're over, and if Osprey does depart, they will. Which I there's a rumor that Osprey is leaving. <laughs> okay, I'm learning a lot here. They will be set with Great Ocon as leader, so no need to worry. Good to see yeah. the third generation back, uh, meaning Three Dads Jim. And the junior tag match coming should be interesting. Yano is over. The crowd loves his stuff still. And that says he'll be in the G1 at least this year. Uh, Bishimon. Oh, yeah. he, he misspelled Fisherman. It's They're over too. And the crowd approved Yoshihashi responding to get United Empire in the tag title match. House of Torture do get booze. But the odd cheer for show, I heard, with Ishimori's unfortunate injury, do they put show in any plans they had for him? Interesting. Uh, the eight man, probably my second match of the night, second favorite match of the night, maybe. But boy, yeah. things really built for Dominion nicely. Uh, plus, kind of tease Ren and Shota as the latter did not look pleased when Ren tagged himself in. Yeah, that's going to happen many times. 
I would think that oh, Rand yeah. versus Shota is like going to happen a thousand times as long as they both stay healthy. So um, much as I feel odd with Okada not going after the IWGP heavyweight title, he's really making this versus the next uh, generation thing work. And the crowd popped and uh, the, so chant, good. the chant for him after his kid comment to show the post-match was awesome. So, <laughs> lastly, Taguchi got uh, a lot of love from the crowd and I hope Bailey is back more often and Despy for heavyweight, maybe that's what I'm saying. You know, it seems like what else is there left for him to do? You know, I mean, I don't know when best of super juniors, they're not going to do that for him unless they do it next year, which I don't like. There's always next year. So, uh, LIJ five guys yeah. was solid. Both groups are over huge. Only surprise is no Yoda Suji ahead of his title match. It feels Naito has been his default stand in and it's weird, uh, that he's not facing Sonata. Maybe I've got a theory about that. All right. Okay. I, all right, so it just it, it occurred to me just now. All right, so before Sonata did all these turn, turns and all that kind of stuff, one thing no one had really planned for or counted because during the previews he did typical Lij Sonata moves. So when he pulled out this fucking new move, like no one saw that coming or anything like that. So Naito's probably being like, "Oh, you're gonna play that game? You're not even gonna see a challenger until the day. Fuck you." Definitely. So, yeah. That's that's a 100% now LIJ fuck you move, right? Plus, Definitely. they're kind of heel now, right? So that's stealing from the crowd, yeah. too, So which is awesome. I love that. So here we are. He's talking about the finals. Uh, the final, wow, Teton, I'd say, had more support uh, uh, this time around. The section I was in, um, he says, this felt like him arriving on the big stage. The guy showed he belongs. The crowd ate. The near falls, uh, they really did. He's right about that, man. As for Watto... For me, it was like seeing the kid you watch grow up become what you hoped he would be uh, when he left on excursion. And ever since being given that opportunity to be in Wrestle Kingdom 4-Way, he stepped up to where he can beat Hiromu and beat Champ. Heck of a match. Match of the year candidate. Ooh. Uh, and he says, he says yes, and capped off a tur- tournament that exceeded my expectations. Luke, match of the year candidate. <laughs> There's a few in this whole tournament. Uh, not gonna lie, uh, wow. uh, T-Tan's definitely in in more than one. Uh, Marte's in a couple. Like there's some fucking amazing matches this tournament. So well, yeah, I mean, was a- we talk we talk about that once a year on our end of the year, you know, uh, star review top ten <laughs> list uh, match of the year candidate. Uh, at, Spectacular, know, so. yeah. Right, we'll talk about that then. But uh, anyway, lastly, the crowd, it reminded me of the first cheering crowd last year and how everyone at that show seemed energized, just an extra 10% and delivered. Same thing happened, but much bigger uh, in this event. And he said, yes, but can you tell the roster feels lifted and it shows uh, so much? I can, I, I hope it felt similar on New Japan World. It really does. Like, I, that's a good point. Great. Thanks for the email, Andrew Price. That's awesome to hear from someone who was there. But that's one of the things that I love about New Japan. It's the only wrestling that I can watch on television, and I get that same feeling like I'm at a live show. It translates, you know, and it's because they don't have commercial breaks, and they don't they don't stop the show to, like, try to pimp some gimmick to you, you know. I mean, of course, Strong Spirits was a thing, but that became a joke after a while. So, and it didn't, it didn't interfere with any of the wrestling. So, I just... I really feel like it, it's one of the best like wrestling uh, TV products that actually translates to how it feels at home. That's how I feel. I agree. Like 
I've heard you say it many a time, and I, I, I think there's definitely some truth to it that watching New Japan shows just on here on the TV on the screen is all right. It's not as good as being there, but it gives you that vibe of being there without being there. And not a lot of wrestling does that for me. It's just like, oh, it's wrestling, and I watch it. Crowd's good, blah blah blah. But <clears throat> New, yeah, New Japan. I don't know. There's something about it. Mind you, they are shooting themselves in the foot a little bit because, uh, hey, New Japan, do you have merch? Well, yes, yes, we do. Do you want to sell any of it? Yeah, yeah, cool. Put a fucking token shop ad on your fucking shows. What? You don't have to, like, I, Stop. I, don't, forgive no. me. Like, wait, 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 wait. Like, right, there's no disinfectant breaks or anything like that more. No room for ads. You don't have to put it during the show. Hell, if you need to clean up the ring, then maybe, or whatever. But what I mean is the feed for this show starts like fucking 30 minutes before the actual show starts, right? And it's yeah. just – and I – look, New Japan, that song is great, but I'm sick of – Knock it off. Put some ads on. But uh, oh. during the show, don't do that. But before the show, come on, man. Yeah, their ads are fun usually too. I mean, remember the we the lady we assumed was blind because she's the biggest Tanahashi mark ever, but she doesn't recognize him standing two feet away from her on the street. Exactly, so, just blanks him on and, the street. And then there's this weird part in that commercial where there's like a smiley face on the screen and it's just on her crotch for some reason. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's just it's fun. as if they were making that video and they were realizing like, all right, that shot works, but uh, I think she's got a bit of camel toe there. I'll oh, just put a smiley face there. It'd be fine. There you go. Uh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I so that. I agree. No ads, but, uh, you know, they might want to put a token shot thing before the show or something like, you know, just saying. Wow, man, we did it, Luke. We did another giant <laughs> New Japan tournament. We started this podcast with a giant New Japan tournament with the, uh, you know, uh, New Japan New Cup, Cup in 2020, I believe. And here we are three years later. We're still doing it. It's always good. It's a sense of accomplishment. And I enjoy covering tournaments with you, my friend. And I'm glad we got to do it again. I enjoy it too. Uh, this one, I feel like, has that extra stank of catharsis, you know, just that little more. Probably because, like, uh, rather than be a month-long tournament, it was a two-week-long tournament. So it was all kind of smushed together. There was, like, two, maybe three preview tags the whole time. Uh, so the boys worked hard. It showed. It was awesome. If the last two nights there was a couple little things where Doki was late for a dive or Kevin Knight <laughs> tagged someone in while they were both in the ring, I don't give a fuck, man. These The boys are fucked. They need a break. They're not going to get long break, though, because Dominion's on soon. But uh, at least the heavies are here to kind of uh, whew, give give the uh, the junior boys a bit of a rest. And hey, uh, hey, heavies, I'd like to see you do some of this shit in a in two weeks. Huh? Oh, I hope not. Huh? I hope not. Come on, man. No. Let the G one be a no. month. All right. Please. So when I saw Titan dive off the thing onto Despy, I was like, <laughs> I loved that. Please never do that again, or don't do it too oh. much. You know what I mean? Ah, I love that spot. Of course, He's Titan. Teton can do that all the time. He'll be fine. But uh, <laughs> but uh, in that same vein, uh, I loved a two-week round-robin tournament with next to no previews. 
but Jesus Christ, New Japan, can you please never do that again? (laughs) Fair enough, yeah. Especially, they can't do that for the G1. People will die. Like, wrestlers will die if they do that in the G1, so please don't do that. But uh, One of the hardest tournaments for me that I've ever covered, and I think it's because, look, ADHD guy, I can chill out a bit for the start of shows because I'm like, all right, I don't need to do intensive notes. I can kind of ease in and there's just tags and all that. Oh, no. These are matches that Andy and I both all had to both had to do like because we don't know what matches we're going to cover until we record, really. It's just kind of arbitrary. But so we do notes for all these matches and there's so many. And I was just like, I remember early on saying, like, uh, I'm glad there's no preview tags. And then not long after that being like. <laughs> Can we please bring these back? I love previews. I want that. Where is Hanma? Come on, I need Hanma. I need Hanma big time. Please, I'll even even settle for a preview with Markabe on one side. Oh, wow. Come on. Because. Tremendous. But in all the best ways possible, this was an exhaustingly fun, amazing tournament. I think I say this every time, but this might be the best tournament we've covered. And yes, I had little nitpicks, but I got what I wanted too. It's the first tournament in years that gave me something I like I was begging for. If you've listened to this show and or if you've just listened to me and I'm I know you and Charity have heard this way too much, but I want someone new to win the tournament. Someone did. And it was the blue man. Fucking cool. Well, yeah, one I thing don't. you can count on New Japan always is is high quality matches. That's just mm-hmm. like, that's their bread and butter, man. And you know what else is high quality, Luke? Is that every year we do something special for the big tournaments, and that is they will have a theme song, and it's never as good as Max the Max, but you know it's pretty good. And this is the second you know, best theme tune they've had. I agree. It was pretty great. It's better. It's better than uh, than Sword of Glory for sure. Although it does include the word glory, uh, while a guy is soaring through the air on the screen. But uh, you know, this year some folks wrote a song called "Shake the Soul," and uh, we will, you know, end the show. And a few seconds later, you will hear our tribute to "Shake the Soul." That's it. That's right. If you've uh, heard us finish other tournaments before, you know what you're in for. But if you haven't, well, you'll hear soon enough. So, Mr. Guy. Unless there is anything you would like to add. Oh, Blink-182 still trash. (laughs) (laughs) In Gato, we trust. (laughs) Won't be a loser. Don't want to give up. Dive. Into the wide jungle. Super Junior Lions. Shake the soul. Shake the soul. Shake the soul. One, two, three. Go away. One, two, three. One, two, three. Hey. One, two, three. Fight spirit. 
Let's do it. Stuck in the corner. Don't want to give up. Dream try. Hey. Hey. Hey.